Yeah, man. So let's just talk for like a minute or two, get you comfy on the mic, and then I'll do the intro, and yeah, we'll just start fooling around, having a good time. Do you, gotta, do you sing the intro? You said what? You sing the intro? I don't sing the intro, but I say the intro. It should be the first episode you sing the intro. You can sing the intro <laughs> if you want. I'll let you sing it. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't sing the intro. Oh, what you been up to, though? Uh, let's see. Outside of training, which has been slow from injury, uh, coaching. Torito's team has been like a lot of fun coaching. Yeah. Is that like, is this your first kind of full year getting into that, or did you do it last season too? No, pretty much this is the first year. I mean, last year, we, you know, we help like the same way when I trained with you. It's like I help coach the group that I'm like training in. But you're well. taking more of like an, uh, like a, yeah, actual well, role. this yeah, this year like a lot of times it'd be like Rich would be like, "Hey, go take this group over there, go do this." Or well, you're an old guy now too, though. You were fresh out of college with me. You were yeah, young true. and cool, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. watching all the same now, shit. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I think there was like more of a connect that first year with like the group, like the age, like in COVID changed the whole thing. I feel like that was like the uh, we went through like a time skip. Mm-hmm. where like all of a sudden now i'm like old to these guys and they have like it takes a little while for them to like relate to me and kind of separate me from like jones oh you know? like, okay yeah like oh, man because th- yeah there's a couple times where it's like you know i'll say something to them and i'll get this like look of like being scared almost or i'm like dude i'm oh there's like that barrier that kind of like kind of yeah. like a teacher and a student or well, it's what? like it's not it's more than just respect. Like it's, it almost looks like fear or something. You know what I mean? It's, I would, I, I would say with my kind of era too is like I saw you getting yelled at too, just like yeah, everybody else. Yep. So I think that plays a big role of like, oh yeah, you get it. like, yeah. I get it. You get it. it's like more of a big brother thing yeah. than like uh, anything else. You know? That's yeah, that's true. But yeah, I would say we get yelled at a lot less now for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that first year we got yelled at just as much, if not more. Uh huh. Yeah. Especially, like, as a whole. Like, we had, like, a bigger group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Welcome back to Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, Venture, and we got a good episode for you today. We got kind of a big brother figure in the pod today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Jake. Hi, my name is Jake Oscard, big brother to Venture O'Neill. And I, well, maybe we, I don't like the big part. That's the part that kind of upsets me. I have a brother. I don't know about big brother. Don't, don't try to little bro me. You know what I mean? Cause that's not going to fly here on my show. All right. Respect, um, respect your house. Yeah. It's a nice spot we got here. Um, it's kind of awkward cause we like started talking and then I did the intro and now we kind of like got to get back into it. But now it's good, dude. Go ahead and tell us where you're from. Tell us what you've been getting into lately. I'm from Cerritos, California. Uh, not born, but raised, um, but Southern California native. Um, we were talking about prior to this coaching, mm-hmm. track and field, and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, that's what, I mean. Coaching has really taken up a lot of my time as of recent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently on the sidelines from an injury, so. Just rehabbing keeping, it. Keeping busy with coaching as, yeah. Yeah, track and field coaching to yeah. specify. Big time track guy, decathlon. He, um, I mean, you just, you taught me a lot of what I knew. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the throws, a lot of the jump stuff, a lot of just like form stuff was always kind of like 
your ability to just be like, hey, work it this way. Or maybe like, I understand that like Rich said, do it this way, but maybe if you think about it this way and it would always click. And that's kind of the best thing that I liked within our relationship mm -hmm. when I was running was your ability to just kind of like level with me and just kind of like put those little nuggets or those little sparks in yeah. that like gets people there. Do you feel like, do you get some sort of high off of giving that to people? Uh, when it works. Yeah. yeah it, it's fun. Um, yesterday even Rich gave a, a, a specific direction to one of the heptathletes there. And I don't know if you had walked away yet or not at this point, but I was, he said like, you know, open up and look where you're throwing mm -hmm. and more. And he worked, went over to some other person and started, and I brought her over. I was like, okay, when he says that, like, look at that actual like light pole over there. You have to like see something. Mm hmm and it's funny she threw well rich said good job and then she turned and looked at me she's like that worked and i was like uh, and it was funny because like i mean it's just a branch off of like what he said you know and a lot of this stuff is from him or from you know the whole coaching staff but yeah there's like certain things that like i know what he wants by the direction he's giving to them mm -hmm. and because i've had to work that out i've had to like decipher that I've had to be like, okay, he said this, like, now what does that mean? I tried this, and he shook his head no, and then I tried this, and he said yes, and then, like, I have to lock on to that feeling. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, like, sh I guess, like, I can give shortcuts to what some of these people want, or what Rich wants from the athlete. And it's so cool that you're a part of the Cerritos culture as far as, like, helping build and develop athletes, because I just had on um, one of my former teammates, too. Do you remember Christian at all? He was a like a sprinter. What's his last name? Uh, Christian. What is Christian's last name? He was there when you. Were he there. was there when I was there. I, I don't. I don't have it off the top of my head. I'll get it to you. But he was just on the pod yesterday, and he was talking about like getting out of school. And now that I'm out of school, Cerritos was the best part of my like education, just because of the hands-on ability with everything and like the culture that's built there. Even as, like athletics aside, mm -hmm. it was just a good place to be that you felt very welcomed and you felt like you had help. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's super cool that you're like giving back and just helping everybody come up behind you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally understand. I felt the same way when I was there. Um, more so with the athletics, I felt like, like it really was. You know, finally, I'm at a place where people are trying to accomplish the same things. Like, man, that because Rich's first year was my first year. Okay. At Cerritos. Okay. Um, and he came on board just like. Let's crush everyone. Let's and like that's how I felt in high school, and I felt like I couldn't relate to anybody. Everybody was like just doing this instead of PE. You mm -hmm. know, I was like trying to like get out there after. just having fun, huh? yeah, stuff like that. And um, I actually felt like I took a step backwards when I went to the Division One level. Really? Yeah. In terms of that mindset, mm -hmm. I felt like um, we made it. We're here. Yeah. Division One. That's it. Mm -hmm. like now let's have fun <laughs> and it's just like i feel no that. one's trying to win you know, yeah you made you're kind of just coasting at that point yeah. just like you did it you accomplished it dude yeah. well i'm excited to have you on the pod we're gonna get into it today i know you're like an avid podcast guy too you're always sending me clips and oh, like yeah. we're always talking about certain things that are out like tell me who are some of your like we were just talking about the um what was it the legion of skanks, legion of skanks. yesterday on the track and um like who else who else are some of your go-to's for like entertainment and stuff I love Matt and Shane's secret podcast. That's 
Shane Gillis and then his buddy Matt McCusker. Okay. Um, they're both comedians. And it's funny because their podcast, when I first heard it, I thought it was like kind of boring because they were just like, they weren't really talking about anything. But somehow that's like become the most like fun podcast for me. Like that's The yours? stuff they get into is pretty funny. They, they like history. Okay. And so like sometimes they'll talk about history, which like if you jump into it randomly, it's kind of like, oh, what? Yeah. But uh, the spin they put on it and like the funny yeah, because you know? like Shane is blown up to be one of the biggest comedians in. Yeah, no, I started world. like the first five to ten minutes of that thing, and he got me on the hook of like, who's the guy? Something along the lines of like, who's the guy that had to uh, propose the uh, underage limit in like Vermont, like twelve? And I was like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, guy, what's this guy talking? Because his appearance what doesn't have, really. Why I have to go first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you guys were thinking it. What do you yeah. mean? It almost reminds me of that um, R. Kelly meme where it was like. Uh, what do you like about teenage girls or something? And you see R. Kelly's like, what do you mean when you say teenage? And the guy's like, anybody who is of teenage girls, you know what I mean? He's just like, ooh, that's not a good look, R. Kelly. I love that. What else, though? Like, I fuck with Two Bears, One Cave. Yeah, they're That's one good. of my top ones, just because I like, like, the stillness of Tom Segura and then oh, kind of yeah. like the wild, just, like, stupidity of Bert. What's, what's crazy about those two guys is they both get, like, hate for that same reason like everyone like if you look because i'm like because i get all the podcast stuff i also get like the podcast about the two bears or something you know what i mean so it might be oh like, so like a reaction like pod to kind, it? yeah yeah or they like break down the interactions between them because they people either say bert's annoying mm -hmm. or like narcissistic and stuff but like he's kind of open about that and like that's kind of yeah what he's being it's like part of his brand but it's also like just he doesn't need to reveal all those things he doesn't, you know what I mean? But he's like open mm -hmm. and like he pays for it by people, you know, saying that stuff about him. And then Tom, like you said, like the, his like coldness, people yeah. like, people actually like break down like this guy's a psychopath. Oh no. Like you should hate him because like, look how psycho he is. Like, and we all know that guy. <laughs> Honestly, you're kind of that guy though too, to where you're just like, that guy's a fucking idiot. And like, <laughs> I know you mean it. And like, but some people be like, oh yeah, no, he's messing around. I'm like, no, he thinks he's a fucking idiot. Like he yeah. said it. There's sometimes where you're just like, that guy's a moron, you know, things like that. I, I have a hard time with that. I recognize that like, I can be like empathetic toward a lot of people. Um, and I, yeah, but for some reason, like people and I don't know how to word this. I, I, got you. Bad, like, I got you. I've noticed with you that it's basically when people aren't trying to pull their own slack, that's sort of when I've noticed you've gotten a little upset. Like if they're not trying to at least do the bare minimum that they can do, uh, you're like not willing to help. You're like yeah. very kind of pouring it on them. Yeah, what, what do you I think? can see that. But I, I think more of like intelligence. Like I, I think that like, you know, I might not judge a lot of people for a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, your action of this or that or like, Maybe like something, you know, that everyone else would seem is bad. Oh. I might not judge you on that at all. But like if you do or say enough dumb stuff, it like starts to make me mad. And I don't know why that is. Like You got to let it go sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to say this without sounding crazy in my own way. But You talking about like just stupid people, it reminds me of all the roommate stories that you just tell me. Because yeah. you're a guy that's gone through like... You know, I did the roommate thing at Cerritos, but luckily I was so, like, I linked up with Hannah so quick that I was just able to, like, get out of that and, yeah. you know, have, we're on our second apartment together now, but, like, tell me 
what is that like? Like the because you went through a, a good solid several years of like just flow, and and you were always the leader of your like situation too. Would you think that too? Because I was the lead guy on mine too of like organizing. You know what I mean? My hey. roommates wouldn't agree. Yeah, but and I don't know if I even necessarily agree, but especially when it was like me and my friends, I don't think there was like a leader necessarily. Um, Cause we all knew each other. There's no way any of us would like concede to the other person. Yeah. Like, oh, he's the leader. It just, that's how our friend dynamic is. But there were like, it's always, it's funny. Cause it was always like the odd man out roommate. That was like so crazy. We always had one. There was never a time where everybody was like perfect with the exception of the one crew. There was uh, four of us when we first moved into that place in Wavertree. Okay. Um, that, that squad was great. That was like the squad. And then uh, Jacob was forced to move. And then that's when I was like, oh, trying to replace a roommate. And like you get teammates or training partners where you think it's going to be a good fit and you never really live with them. Mm-hmm. Um, however, those guys, um, they had, I think they had it worse. Like after I left and they got roommates, um, they didn't have as many connects. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of just like put out and out. And they got like a couple like, drug dealers i think like you know and they were like they were forced to like kick guys out yeah um which is yeah that's scary no one wants to deal with that but yeah we uh, how's the house doing though up in lakewood oh it's awesome dude having yeah having your own home is is definitely like such a blessing like it it all happened so fast and was like hard to digest Mm. because like we got married and then moved into a house like within the same week Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was super cool, though, because over COVID, you, what is it? You built the sanctuary. You still calling yeah. it that? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, that was like a, a name that got put on my my dad's garage during okay. COVID because I had weights. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my friends were kind of joking, like, oh, this is the sanctuary. We could get away. You know what I mean? Like, we have a place to still work out. Yeah. And it was cool, though, because you opened it up to everybody. And, yeah. you know, you just had people coming in, lifting, getting after it, and, like, it was, I, I saw, I was like, damn, like, it's super, like, if I had a garage, why wouldn't you have a gym in it? Yeah. Makes things so much easier. It just makes things, like, so convenient. And, like, at that point, if it's in your house and you don't do it, like, it's a you problem. Yeah. Like, there's no better way to do it, so. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm thankful for my dad for letting me, because at the time, that was right after the pipe burst at the apartment, so I was forced to move in back with my dad. Uh-huh. And then COVID hit, right like that. So, I mean, it worked out perfectly. I remember you posted that video of just like your room. Was That was your room that was underwater? Yeah, it was my room. And then like the whole uh, uh, like dining room as well as the kitchen, like the water got all into the floor there. So that whole level. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up and stepped out of bed like. Oh, it was while you were asleep. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought you like came home and it was just wet. Woke up in the morning. Wet and, carpet. And it was just around. like, yeah. So it was like panic of like, you know, get everything off the floor. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, besides like the corners of like a couple of furniture items that like had to get tossed out, like like wood that got soaked up. Mm-hmm. Um, one book. I had one book under my bed and not on a shelf. And that got just ruined but other than that everything was okay came out clean what you been watching lately like on netflix or hulu or anything like that youtube what do you what would you do youtube what's your big youtube guy yeah i mean like it's crazy i'm not like i hardly listen to music and if i do listen to music i'm i'm listening to the same song over and over it's not new music right 
Kind of. It's new to me, maybe, but okay. but it's not... Like, I'm not really listening to the... Like, I'm not checking it for new stuff too, like I used yeah. to. I was obsessed with music in high school. Mm-hmm. I was on datpiff.com and Hot New Hip Hop, like, every day after school, checking for new mixtapes, like, seeing, like, when this art... Like, I was listening to Kendrick before he was Kendrick. He's mm-hmm. still K-Dot. Like, that's... I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people say that, but I, I really was, and, like... You know, I took pride in the fact that, like, in our football team room, like, I had the aux cord because I was always listening to that kind of stuff. And then my whole, like, music taste kind of changed, too. Like, I heard, I can't remember which comedian, but they joked that, like, all rap now is just, like, them bragging about how they could have sex with your girlfriend or wife better than you can. (laughs) I'm I'm just, like, not interested in hearing that. I like uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting too that you talk about like how times have changed and like the data with the internet. I was was thinking about this thing setting it up is you literally could this is kind of a weird topic we're getting into but you could live in like February 15th that day on the internet. You could probably live there the rest of your life, right? Like mm. the amount of shit that's put on YouTube every single day. Like do you see what I'm saying? Like we could mm. literally live in Wednesday, this Wednesday for eternity like if you tried to watch all the content yeah, yeah. that came out today of just like oh what did jake post i'm sure you're like your youtube watch later uh-huh. just increase like it it never goes away like it just the number is getting larger and larger because you see a video oh you know that interests me i'm gonna click on it but then i'm gonna look up how much how much youtube like content how many hours of content do you think is uploaded to youtube per day oh wow oh wow how many hours of youtube content is uploaded to the internet per day more or less than a year? What do you think? Over or under? Oh, dude, it's got to be worth? like oh, hundreds of years. Really? I in think one it's going to be, I'm going to say in That's one day, bro, as far as time, 300 years. Wow. What do you think? As far as I hours? I think less than that. Less, think than, less than that. All right, let's check it out. 500 hours of video uploaded to YouTube every minute. That's 30,000 hours that. of video uploaded every hour. And 720,000 hours of video are uploaded every day to YouTube. So 720,000 hours. Let's see what that is. Divided by 24. Divided by 365. 720 divided by 24 divided by 365. That's 82 years. That's That's less than 300 years though. But I mean... That's thick. So literally, you could spend 82 years of your life trying to watch everything that was posted today. That's That's wild. It's almost like this, like, whole universe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's this whole universe that saved everything. And it's just like you can go back to a year. And this is unlike any other time. I don't think that, like, the average person really conceptualizes how fucking big it is. Yeah. Like, if our world is this big, how big is the the internet world that's, like, we're able to just tap into that web? It's fucking dope, right? It's weird, yeah. But what you been watching lately? Any good shows? Or any, like, people? So you're just, are you mainly, like, a podcast guy? Mostly I podcast. Uh, if I'm watching TV, it's either a movie or a show with my life. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it's hard for me to just sit and watch. Yeah. Like, I'm always doing something else, too. And podcasts let you work out or clean 100%. or do housework. Yeah, drive around. That's why I fuck with it, too. Because yeah. I can just, like... Damn, I got a 30-minute drive. Like, all mm-hmm. right, let's see what Rogan's I'm, talking yeah, about or whatever. I'm almost always listening to a podcast or something. Like, and yeah, nowadays, too, it's more funny stuff. Like, I, I gravitate towards the comedy stuff. It just, to get to laugh 
hard. I mean, like, hard as hard as you would with your friends, right? To get to laugh like that mm -hmm. periodically throughout the day, like, it's so awesome. Put the mic down a little bit. Because you, um, like, slumped I'm down. I'm slouching. Just, yeah, I mean, bad. if you want, you can just pull it down, and then you're good. But, yeah, just if you want to get into it, it's all good. Yeah. I fuck with stand-up. Stand-up is my favorite. Like, if I'm by myself, I'm watching some form of stand-up comedy just to, like... like the actual stand up. Yeah, yeah, podcasts. both. I mean, okay. just both. Like, whether it's a stand-up comedian, it's my favorite form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I'm kind of like... I like that you're the same way, too, because yeah. it's just... You feel happy. Have, like, you gone, have you gone to a bunch of live? I not really. Like I saw Dion Cole when he was like working that Netflix special that he was mm -hmm. doing, and then I know there's a bunch of spots around. I've just yeah. been so busy with like school oh, yeah, and yeah. getting stuff off off the ground. Well, but like, and it's like a huge like it's your whole night. Yeah. Like I mean, it's like it's a long time. But I like I've been telling Hannah too. Like it would be great to just do like a date night and go yeah. and like just hang out and do your thing. What about you though? Have you gone like anything yeah, I've recently? I've been. Um, I mean, I haven't been a ton of times compared to like a, like a real comedy fan, just mm -hmm. because like track and field, like yeah, I'm in bed fairly early, but I have gone enough times, whether it be like the comedy store in LA, which is a really cool spot. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of the guys who are super popular have kind of left with like Rogan. I, that's where to, I want to go. I do want to yeah. go to Austin and check yeah. out like the the comedy Mother, mothership, yeah. and that shit would be dope. Go get like barbecue, just hang out. That'd be mm -hmm. a good weekend, like getaway. Would you ever try stand up? Would you ever do an open mic night? You know, I thought about that. So I, maybe, yeah. Um, I think I, I'm just funny enough, and I think I'm smart enough to like if I sat down and really worded something and then practiced it, I could get good at it. Yeah. I don't. I'm not naive, like to to think that. I'm so funny. I'll go up there and kill right away. You know, like, cause like if you watch like, uh, kill Tony or they get yeah. dude that, that shines a light on like, Hey, this is really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, cause like you have to come out swinging. Like I have like, I have stories that I think I can make anybody laugh with, but it's like, it's like a it's five, 10 a minute yeah, thing. You also have to kind of like there. I don't know. It has to like, the hardest part to me is just like the transition or like how to present it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I really like uh, people's cadences. That's mm -hmm. my biggest thing is like, you know, a couple guys, you have like a couple buddies, everybody does that just the way they say the same thing is yeah. just like, or it's like Chappelle and he'll just be like, fucker in the place. And you're like, yeah. whoa, that's great. Like the way he's gay, 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 like stuff like that is really funny to me. Yeah. So I like that. But um, yeah, I like, I like, I, you know, uh, Big J. Yeah, like so him. his comedy special came out, and then he was going on like big podcast tour. I think he did like the most in one month, maybe ever. Oh, really? I think he did like eighteen podcasts to promote his yeah. special. And he was talking about like to be funny, like you can't be the hero in your story. Oh, that makes sense. And, yeah, like you know what I mean, like you kind of have to be the loser if you're going to talk about yourself, at least. Mm -hmm. um, and I just that I like that so much because I like. You know, like, I don't know, it's hard. Like, we have so many stories, whether it be track and this and that. Like, it's, like, a, a big thing. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, mm -hmm. I love being able to, like, to spin it to, like, yeah. where, you know, you... I, I think you, too, what I've noticed with you is, like, you've always had, like, a natural kind of underdog mentality. But you also kind of pull that into the things that, like, you're clearly good at, too. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you bring that stuff, like... 
you you've kept it not I don't that's why I want you to like push back on it is I think developing and like going through like all your sports and just like developing as a man you've always had that chip on your shoulder that like Possibly. people are underestimating you am yeah, I to, am I correct in that or what yeah yeah. I, yeah especially with like I mean with when it comes to athletics mm -hmm. like I really have connected with the idea of like you know, who cares if it's like, I, yeah, proving everyone wrong or who cares if all the odds are stacked against you? Like who, like, I do not care mm -hmm. like to hear, you know, um, I don't dwell on those things. Yeah. Um, and I like the challenge and that's why I think that's like the thing about comedy that is the most interesting. Cause it's like, you're such a you're challenge. You're creating something out of nothing, right? Yeah. Like there's yeah. no side things. What about like as far as your the way you look at things, your support system growing up? Like how are your parents? How are your, you know, relatives or like your buddies around? Trying Did you to have cry on this, huh? Definitely not at <laughs> all. I mean, if you want no, no, to. No. I yeah, I even if like I'm sure you could like some psychiatrist can come in here and ask me about it and I could be like telling them they're like, Oh, that's not good. You know, you but like I never thought that way. Mm -hmm. I thought I had a great life growing up. Um, I was the only child. Um, my mom's side of the family was very large. I take back whatever I said. That's it right there. You were an only, only child. child. There's a vibe. You I can feel the vibe. I think there's something to that for sure. Yeah. Is your wife an only child too? No. She has an older brother okay. and a younger sister. I got you. Yeah. But yeah, only child. Tell me what that's like. Well, what it's funny because when I got older, I remember taking uh, Sociology 101 in college and they talked about how like an only child is like, subject to speaking with adults much sooner oh that makes sense like so like you you like your your language is higher i guess like because the household early. never becomes like a kid household yeah, the kids you're just you're yeah, a kid in a house with another kid talking with another kid like saying nonsense you know like that makes you sense you have to speak to an adult mm -hmm. like to have any kind of human interaction you know <laughs> um but yeah, there probably is something to that, like being an only child that like big time shaped mm -hmm. um, the way I am. Um, I think I, I do, I, I can say like, I'm sure some people would say I can be like a hothead too. Because, mm. um, you know, like yeah. back to what you were saying about like, you know, getting into it with people. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't shy away from like conflict in that way. I, a lot of people mistake it for being like emotional um i enjoy the argument i enjoy the debate you know and like regardless if i raise my voice like i could i'm still in my mind separate from like the emotion i, I don't know you're definitely a guy that'll talk to a wall though you will debate with a Dude, wall I know. Oh, and that's Lord. it's funny because i know that like like if you i think some the saying is somewhere along the lines is like only an idiot debates with an idiot and so like <laughs> By that, you know, thinking I'm an idiot because I'll debate with an idiot. And there's times where I'll just be like, all right, Jake, bro, like, you got it. Cool. You got it. And then you're like, yeah. no, but I don't think that you think that I think yeah. I got it. Like, I fall. And I, yeah, I mean, that's like the trap of it all. You know, like it's something that I can look at later and be like, that did not matter. You know, mm -hmm. and like, 
However, I am good at one thing in particular, like after that is I'm good at like the apologizing, apologizing and then oh, making good. sure everything's smoothed over with like the people that like matter to me. I feel that. Um, like if I, if I overstep, if I yell and somebody takes offense to it, like I'm, regardless if I think I'm right or not, I, I try to smooth that over. Cause that's like, like. I don't know. You you mentioned or you asked me about like parents and friends growing up and stuff like that. Like I value friends and family, those relationships, like almost like more than anything else. I feel so that. even though like and that's also something that you know people say is like you act the most like that or like you can get like riled up or heated when mm. it's something or someone you care about. Mm. Right? Yeah. I want to know what's the coolest thing about being married and what's the worst thing about being married? Um, Is it two years, three years? How long have you guys been married for? It'll be three years this summer. Mm-hmm. Let's see the coolest thing. And would you say the? I want to know what's the best thing? thing and what's the worst thing? Hmm. What's the funniest thing too? What's the most interesting thing? Things like that. Okay. So the... One, re- like, I guess the least, uh, the most annoying thing is the transition. Like, it's been almost three years and I still have not transitioned of, like, you know, when I'm planning my day and I'm thinking my head or even the week, right, or these events and not being perfect and, like, communicating that with someone, like, like forgetting that, you know, I have, you know, it's, like, important that I tell this person this, these things. You What, you just go off solo or what? Like, like... So for t- tomorrow, I'm coaching uh, two of the athletes. I'm helping out at uh, APU. Okay. And I totally forgot. To t- like, I brought it up in conversation with my in-laws last night. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to APU tomorrow and the next um, Saturday. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I thought I told you that already. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, thoughts that, like, skip your mind. And then you have not pay for, but, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to, like, discuss later in a way that's, like, you didn't tell me that. Um, I guess that's, is there anything weird about being married to a teacher? No. Um, no, uh, because for one, my mom was a teacher. Oh, that's right. Uh, so I, like, I guess I've been around it and that's actually, um, something that I plan on doing teaching. Oh, te- yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, uh, you know, I was just talking to somebody about, like, the school system or, you know, we were just talking about, like, what would improve it. Or if, if you were to something like if you were to build a school, what would that look like? I think it would be something along the lines of, like, create more options to, like, not have people shoved in classrooms for, you know, the yeah. whole time. And also guidance counselors, like increase in guidance counselors. If you think about the ratio, there's like, what, three, four guidance counselors in a high school compared to, like, a couple thousand oh, yeah. kids. You need to 10x that. There needs to be like 30, 40 guidance counselors that are reaching in. Because going back and looking back at like college or high school, you just needed somebody to help you kind of plan for what was going ahead. And I mean, honestly, dude, like you helped me more than a guidance counselor did coming out Mm -hmm. just because you're like, oh, what are you majoring in? Oh, no, this. And then you're like, oh, no, no, just go into sociology. And this is why. And you laid it out. And I was like, that fucking makes sense. Why didn't anyone tell me that? Especially when you're trying to get out of the community college level. Mm -hmm. Like just that, I mean... Your AA doesn't matter as much as like, dude. And then even just finishing up my undergrad, it was just like, oh, I like this. Like this makes sense. This is like common sense that we're doing, Mm -hmm. and like, it was dope. So that's kind of cool. Well, 
I will say that being married to one and then having a mom as a teacher, you find out like, like the politics of school, like kind of like these teachers hands are tied in terms of like what they can do. Mm. Like it's ridiculous. Like now it's like, you know, people talk about like participation trophies and you know, all that stuff like that, like side is really affecting. Like you can't, you can't hold these kids accountable to like, for grades, like, you know, like, like how is it possible that we years from the ro- down the road, there's no more grades. Like, oh, that's yeah. like the path is, yeah. And I only think those kids will like suffer for that. I think. So why are you going into teaching? Um, well, a handful of reasons. Uh, well, coaching specifically has like, that's something I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about, uh, coaching and like teaching people. I find it easy. In terms of like, like how you said, like relating, mm-hmm. I, like I, I find that easy for me. Yeah. Um, and then I, as, as much as I love track and field and outdoors, like I could never be like a PE teacher. Yeah. Um, I've always been like kind of a nerd when it comes to like math and stuff like that. So it would be like a real, actually provide value to like yeah, the yeah. system. And I, and I think, you know, kind of like, I appreciate the compliments in terms of coaching, I think like math, a subject that like a lot of people struggle in, mm-hmm. I think that I can apply that same way of like coaching and making people understand it really well. Mm-hmm. I think that I can do that in math. And I mean, the biggest thing is just giving people a why, right? Like, yeah. and like math in school until, you know, fuck, it was just why, why, why. And then now I'm in finance now and yeah. like I'm using math every, like I'm big numbers and I'm like, oh, okay, you don't, this makes sense. You don't know. And and this is something I've actually learned from Rich and like a handful of people like that is that you want as many doors. Like you, you hear in like, like high school kids say like, I'm never going to use this. Right. It's the mm-hmm. same thing you just said. Um, you want as many opportunities as possible yeah. because by the time you get to the age where it's like, you're really trying to figure out where you want to be. Like, it's not even just one career path, too. You might have one, two, three, four, like, different things you're working on or doing. And, like, yeah. The biggest thing when it comes to math that I would, like, challenge, even, like, a high schooler, is, like, it's about problem solving. Mm. Like, it's school as a whole. Like, yeah. if you're not good at problem solving because you refuse to do something difficult, whether it be math, English, like a test, whatever. Yeah. Like getting practice for just that, like when, when stuff matters like a lot down the line as an adult and you are not good at problem, problem solving, that's where you're going to run into the, like math is so small compared to like adult problems. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, and even like, to go back into track, one thing that like will stick with me the most from Rich is I remember him talking about when he was like doing his like master's program or something. Um, he was comparing like the decathlon to like what he was doing then. He, he was like, after competing in the decathlon, which is you know well regarded as the most difficult athletic endeavor, yeah, ever, right? Like, and the training is even harder than just the event itself, yeah. You can always go back to it and like, if I got through that, I can get through sitting on the computer here and like finishing this test Bro, that takes three hours. I literally was thinking about that last week, like word for word, what you just said, as far as like 
approaching business owners or just approaching, you know, entrepreneurs to work with. Mm -hmm. It's the thought of like walking into somebody's establishment, like their empire that they've built and trying to find a way to provide value to them. And then like I'm sitting in my car, you know, just like learning how to prospect, stuff like that. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I could be running the mile right now. Like, the, and then just the thought of like, well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Is he going to make you run a mile? Like, is he going to make, like beat your ass right now? No, he's probably going to say, hey, yeah. like get out of here. Or like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it. And I'm like, and then I come out. I didn't have to run a mile. Yeah, like, is he going to tell me to do two 500s right yeah. now in race pace? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's super chill. So when you do think about it like that, that's kind of where like sh you need struggle. You need struggle yes. growing up. Absolutely. And you even when you are an adult, that's where I think it's really big in American culture that I'm finding it, dude, in like our modern society where people hit like 25, 30, whatever the like landmark is. And just like you're saying, they just put it on cruise control. Mm -hmm. They're never continuing to develop their body, their mind. Yeah. That's why things go to shit. You know, people get fat or whatever. People get lazy. Yeah. They never maybe see their income increase and they're wondering why aren't they, why are they, you know what I mean? They have kids with the same income and like mm -hmm. weren't wondering why is the lifestyle not improving? It's like stuff like that. So you have to like really treat the body rigorously so that it doesn't fail the mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I it's funny because recently just, sorry, the last thing you said made me think about something that I was talking about with someone recently is that like people separate the mind and the body so much, but your brain is physical. So when people talk about like mental, physical health, it's like, they're kind of one and the same, or at least they, they bounce off each other and like, yeah. It, you mean one, one isn't more important than the other. Problem like, solving. That's yeah. what every workout that we've ever done has been. How are we solving this problem uh, of weak legs? Like mm -hmm. lift them, you know? Yeah. That shit's cool. Who are some of your favorite like sports heroes? <clears throat> Man, I couldn't tell you one. Really? I, I never... Give me one hero. Do you I like, have a sports hero? Don't play it would have been, with that. It would have been my relatives. It like, okay. Like, I never idolized any, okay. like, pro athlete. I, However, though, I did have pro athletes in my family. Okay. Um, I have two relatives who played in the NFL. Um, I grew up where we would go uh, camping, San Clemente, beach camping. Mm -hmm. And they would have, like, the outdoor, uh, like, pergola thing. And it was like, all right you know, family pull-up contest. And I'm in like, you know, sixth grade or maybe even younger. Yeah. And somebody has to boost me up to get up there. And like, as soon as we're back home from the trip, mom, dad, can you give me a pull-up bar? Mm. I want to win. Yeah. So it's like, like that. So, you know, it's been like the family competition or, and stuff like that. Like whether it be, uh, it's always been the kids around me. I think that like, and now it's, you know, like, like the competitive side of other pro athletes. And now I'm like comparing myself to them. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, yeah, hero athlete, I, I never had one. And I, and I hardly watch pro sports now and hardly did then. Mm. My, so where yeah. are you getting this stuff from then? So it basically, you just got it from your family and you'd say you're kind of like, you feel like you're kind of born with a certain level of like drive and aspirations and stuff. Because for me, it was like Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was so great that he made me believe that I could be great too. 
whatever I wanted to do. Mm. And that's where you kind of, now you start to reach into the icon status. That's how I... How early? Early, man. As long as as I can remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm the greatest. Like, just that's the, like, core thoughts of just, like, watching stuff like that. My drive like that, especially with, like, athletics, like, didn't come until later. Like, I didn't, I I joined track to be with a friend. A friend was like, hey, you know, come over here. It was, like, off-season football. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, funny enough, there was, like, a kid who was kind of a jerk, who was my friend. Mm. But when it came to track, he was kind of a jerk. And that, like, drive of, like, I got to beat this guy. So that's where it was kind of born. It was, like, you got to overcome something. Like, you got to defeat that guy. Yeah, no, no. It was, like, on the, like, I, and it's weird because I had, like, people say, like, maybe mamba mentality or whatever mm-hmm. whatever that thing is like that crazy thing you know mm-hmm. that like if you if you explain that mentality to like a normal person they'd be like that's crazy they don't right? get it um real early on i was like i i mean i remember saying out loud i don't care if that guy gets first place if he gets first place i'm getting first place if he gets last place i'm gonna get at least second to last or better like it's like it doesn't like i honed into like i'm beating that guy i'm tired of this like and then can you remember when you transitioned from a like an outward competition to an inward competition with yourself? Because mm. obviously that's what the deck is. That's like that's like the like kind of obsessed with stats and numbers and like the math of it. Like I remember like having to get, you know, told by an older decathlete to be like, hey dude, put the decathlon calculator down. <laughs> you know, stop messing with that and, and it because I that's what it was. It was like, oh, okay, if I throw this far then I'll get this many points. And like, that was so important or like PRing, like just seeing the number, Mm. like that was always really important. So like that, I wasn't worried about what other person was jumping or throwing this or running that. Um, I was like, how, how much can I push this number? I didn't learn that until I started training for the deck. Once I understood, like, because there was something, you know, I'd been in high school, caught you, know, you catch the touchdown in the homecoming game. Yeah, yeah, everybody likes you. You're the man at in and out later, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. We all get that, right? But when you're just in the field by yourself, like over COVID, and you hit that position that you're looking mm-hmm. for, you get a little bit better. Yeah. That's where I was like, oh, this is it right here. This is, yeah. and I take that into life. I take that everywhere I go is just, just get a little bit better, right? Yeah, well, I think I think track and field and the decathlon even more. It teaches you how to be like successfully lonely. Ooh, talk more about that. It is such a lonely endeavor. It's like it, especially as a decathlete, because you go to any university, right? Maybe they have a group of five guys, mm-hmm. right? Five people in your training group. That's like a big program. Yeah, yeah. and so it's like, and on top of that, like everybody's kind of. You know, somebody's good at this, somebody's good at that. And like everybody's trying to do a little bit different things. And, you know, so often, especially like once you get out of college too, it's like the training group gets smaller. Like, And you really only see people on race day, kind of, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. And so like, yeah, and so much of the stuff you do is by yourself. Like that, the extra work mm-hmm. now, and, and you can apply that to anything. Bro, and that's the weirdest thing, like, because obviously I'm in such a big transition right now, like, build my career, trying to make something of myself. Just, dude, it's so weird how natural it is for me to, if you're only practicing when there's a coach around, 
you've already lost. Oh, yeah. But just the the mentality that I came in as far as like asking people like, no, 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 I need more homework. You mm-hmm. don't understand. Like, I don't feel comfortable if I'm only here in these class. Like, you mm-hmm. need to give me stuff to do. I need like drills. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Shit to, what are my drills basically? To tie this back into something, I think the only child quality helped me with that. I was onto that before decathlon. I, uh, like, like when kids were talking about abs oh he has abs he or the the chest or whatever or like i'm at home doing push-ups doing pull-ups doing sit-ups i'm running out like no one's telling me to do this i'm not in a sport Mm -hmm. you know or at least i'm not in track like i'm just doing you know i mean like Mm -hmm. real early on and i think that's an only child thing and that might just be like me trying to get out of the house or like get away from my parents maybe even too but hey as your body that's a weird thing too did you go through this thing when you're going through puberty that you were trying to get like so let's say like you want to be you were just trying to be a man a man's physique like the physique mm. you and i have today but clearly it's not physically possible like you're only 14 you're only oh, yeah, 16 yeah. you're only 18 like you haven't filled out yet mm-hmm. but you felt like why isn't this shit working like i, I got all this shit because that's yeah. how i felt a little bit was like why am i only like pushing 160 <laughs> why am i only 180 yeah. you know and now i'm like 220 and it's well, just like filled out with me specifically all of my friends we're good at sports yeah. or bigger than me or stronger than me. That's what I'm talking about. It's the so scrappiness like, that you have. I never felt in, in like, you know what I mean? Like I, like I had a, a friend who benched over 300 pounds, like going into our junior year of high school. I think uh-huh. he benched like 315 or 300. Yeah. You know, I had two, two of my closest friends, like from elementary school, both got football scholarships, mm-hmm. but only playing one season of football in high school. <laughs> That's crazy. Like they're just like, big athletic guys Mm -hmm. who were just i mean granted they they worked out and they lifted and got real strong but i think there was like a natural strength to them too like they were just built different yeah Yeah. they 100 like if you looked at them compared to the average kid on campus like they were built different for sure yeah and so it's like i wanted that maybe to a degree so it's like i worked really hard at track and field like you know it felt it felt good to also hear like my name on the intercom during school hours you know like Mm mm-hmm even though people don't care about track the same way as like football or basketball, baseball, but you know, to get recognized as like, Oh, that's the track guy. Yeah. Like, that was cool. Um, and like a lot of that stuff is like me trying to make those friends proud. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like it wasn't as much as like the discipline and drive was like me in my head. Like, mm-hmm. like I never cared, cared about the glory for myself. I feel that. Yeah. 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 It was like friends and family. I got something very kind of unique that I want to pick your brain about. And it's okay if you don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about your mom. Mm. I use you. You are trying to get me to cry. Definitely. (laughs) Not in a bad way. In a happy way. Um, You've obviously been through. I I like it whenever somebody's been through something I haven't been through. When there's doors where I can just, hey, tell me about what's on the other side of that. So that when it does get there. Yeah. I have you as a resource, and I understand maybe where I can start from to help build from it. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your mom. Um, my mom was awesome. Um, it's funny because I think us talking about the way I was as a kid and growing up too. Ha- I think she had something to do with that in terms of like the classic like I'm a kid when she gets diagnosed with cancer, mm. and like not. I think my parents did an amazing job of like trying to keep me from it. Um, you know what I mean? Like they didn't want to burden a child with that. Um, but it also like, like it turned like the, 
you know, the me- like kind of angry at the world. And like, I don't even know if I could say that, but like, I remember, yeah, not being. That was a part of your grieving like, process was like, you were angry or what? Kind of. And I'm, well, like, that's just, it's something I never would have thought of then, but maybe like now, like thinking like, you know, like I, this had to have been affecting me in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I remember like going to a grocery store and my mom, like either having a shaved head and like, um, all, well, another thing is her cancer went to her hip and her leg. Okay. Um, so like she had a really hard time walking. Like she was, she was actually told she wasn't going to be able to walk at all again. Mm. I mean, it was, um, but I remember being in a grocery store and being like this, like maybe, you know, eighth, ninth, 10th grader. And like, again, like we're talking about like being a man and stuff like that. And like, like just that, like intensity of like being that age, I guess, or like ego, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But like just being like on guard in the grocery store. Like if someone gets too close to my mom, like, mm. like even now I can like feel that like, like, yeah. like intensity and like, like, yeah. Wanting to like tear up angry, you know, yeah. like I just like those things were in my head and that's how I like got through it. Like I had, you know what I mean? Like I could, there's nothing a kid could do. Like I can't take the cancer away from my mom or like, it, yeah. So it was like, there was like this. There was something there that, like, manifested itself into, like, that anger, I guess, as a kid. So this is what I, my question is revolving around my mom. Good mom. Really great mom. She's really done the best that she can. She's a stud, and she's, like, really built me into something that is so far ahead of my time, and I appreciate it. Her biggest downfall is wanting to force memories, force a good time Mm -hmm. when creativity doesn't work that way you know what i mean like memories i would assume that some of your best memories with your mom and with your childhood Mm -hmm. weren't a result of like them the the force it's probably like oh yeah it was the vacation but it wasn't anything planned Mm -hmm. on the vacation it was like oh remember when we went on this side quest and it just became like the best thing ever what do you think the the best memories that you have of your mom Tell me about them. Tell me, mm. are those like the ones that you cherish, the lessons that you walk with your within yourself every single day? How has that shaped you? This will get me for sure. Um, to to address your mom though, it doesn't matter. Like that thing that like matters so much right now. Like the idea. Come on, mom, don't force this. When your mom's gone, it'll be a fun thing. It'll be a fun thing to talk about. Remember she always used to force stuff? Like, mm. for real. Like, as much as my... Like, the things that frustrated me most about my mom then mm-hmm. are, like, things I kind of, like, laugh about. You know, I remember how she was. Like, to where, like, you look back at it and it's like, man, it didn't matter. Mm. Um, so as much as, like, those things might annoy you in the moment or, like, yeah. you know, roll your eyes at and stuff like that, like... So minuscule. Because I'm trying to basically figure out, as I'm transitioning into an independent young man, you know, full-time career, obviously there's that that thing. Did you go through that thing? Of, how old were you when your mom passed away? Um, I was 22, 23. So 23. as old as I am right now. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, your parents still try to like strong arm you, still try to have yeah, some yeah. sort of influence. And I understand they mean well. However, it's kind of like... That'll never end, I don't think. See, and that's I think what you'll I'm be trying the same to... with your kid. It just, it, you know, it's just it, the, the idea of like 
allowing your kids to learn the lessons they need to learn on their own is like so difficult. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you look at coaching, you're, you're from the perspective of an athlete who's done it. You're like, I don't want you to make the same mistake I did and learn the hard way. Like just do this and you'll be way better off. And unfortunately, you know, it's, that's just how life is. You can't learn every lesson like that. It's crazy because it's one of those things where, okay, okay, can we at least put a parameter on it? Because here's the thing is... Because you are an adult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The parameter that I'm talking about as far as like, yes, push me, but there has to be some sort of a goal. Mm. So like you have to look at what what is being created right now. It's like, yes, we went and forced it. We did the college thing. We did all that. However, I'm one of the premier young agents right now, Mm -hmm. like in the state, if not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm planning on doing big things. So at some point you got, I'm not looking for a good job. I'm not looking for no pat on the back mm-hmm. or anything, but at the end of the day, you still got to treat me accordingly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like look around, you know what I mean? Like this is some shit that I, we're doing big things yeah, here. Yeah. Maybe don't, it, I guess, does that never end, man? So what happens when I'm just all of a sudden uh, in the million dollar round table yeah. club or whatever? Two, 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 here's the thing. Here's what you don't know that's happening. Mm-hmm. behind your back your mom's bragging about you to everyone you she knows i feel that i've heard that yeah but i haven't felt that because I, ha- I had that with my dad you know like i would get in with my dad mm-hmm. man there's no tears running yet but i'm getting choked up for sure but yeah like then i hear you know your dad won't shut up about you like mm-hmm. i'm sure it's the same way so as much as i mean you definitely got to take that stuff with a grain of salt and like the reason why it's probably most upsetting is because it's like one of the people you care the most about. Yeah. It has yeah, less definitely. to do. It has less to and because here's the thing, the stuff that your mom's telling you, if a stranger told you on the street, you wouldn't even consider it to be like in like, yeah, whatever. Like it wouldn't even last like as a thought in your brain for a moment. Mm-hmm. But because it's someone you care about, it's like, ah, you know, they said that it, like, it like sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I didn't answer one of your questions, but about my mom or like memories or something. Yeah. What are some things that you, uh, I don't even know if you even think about it this way or if it's like healthy to think about it, but like if she was around to see like your kids and you know what I mean? The things that you're working on building and your career and everything fun that you're doing, what are some of the biggest things that you wish like you would have her involved with? Um, for sure, my wife and then kids. Yeah, those are like, granted, I don't have kids yet, but like those mm-hmm. were real early on. I mean, before she even passed away, I had that thought. Mm-hmm. I was like, this, per- like, like those are the like the two, I guess, regrets of it. And like, but even since then, like those are things I live with. Um, um, it's funny because the things that like make me like tear up or cry about my mom is like the things I'm most happy about. It's yeah. not the sad stuff at all, really. Like what? Um, just the way, like, like I feel so blessed to, like, you know, like, it happened, right? So, like, but I think the way it happened or, like, how my surroundings were, were, like, the best possible scenario. Like, mm. like I was blessed to, when she first got diagnosed and was told she wasn't going to live very long, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and she lived, I think that she was given, like, a year or two. She lived 10 years. Mm. Um, so, I'm so blessed that like I got to become an adult because I don't know like I wouldn't have been able to handle it or take it in or any of that stuff when she first got diagnosed I feel like I wouldn't even be able to hear it like because that's like 
kind of how I was. I didn't, you know, I didn't, mm -hmm. like I was focused on all these other things or I, like I'd push that thought away. Mm -hmm. um, but as an adult, like kind of like being forced to handle it, but also like by that time I had such a good relationship with my mom, both my parents, um, to where, yeah, like, and it was like presented in a way where, man, okay, like, I guess, you know, and I, the support group I had, I live with my best friends. Yeah. So I woke up every morning with people who were just like so uplifting, you know, they didn't have to address it or something, but it was just like such a good place to be in. Mostly my dad, um, because I think the nights with my mom were the worst mm. um, when she was in hospice care. And my, my dad allowed me to go home every night, sleep in my own bed, and come back the next morning mm -hmm. to spend time with my mom and, like, give him a break, you know? Um, yeah, I just I had so many things and people in my life at that time to, like, make that situation better. I had, my like, my mom's point of view on, like, Yeah, she like as conscious of a person I think I am. My mom was that way too, so yeah. she was like in deep thought about all these things. And like, um, my mom had faith, and so did I in God. So it's like there was a different vibe on it than mm. than most people. Um, at my church and with my family, um, my at one point my mom went up in front of church and people prayed for her, and like we. She like talked and it was like like a like a send off. Oh wow. Yeah. And my family too. It's funny because I got blindsided. My mom told me we were going to dinner with my family, and like the whole thing was like about her. Okay. And the same thing it was like a send off, like telling her to her face, <laughs> like what she meant to them, and like. Just positive, you know, mm -hmm. just, which is like so different from what I think the majority of the world looks at death and stuff. Yeah. Um, this will kind of give you insight to me. My mom was a trip. She was concerned that in heaven, there might not be any challenges. She loved challenges, which mm. is like. A hard thing to like wrap your mind around, but like she could have been like Jeopardy champion or Will of Fort like she was all about it. She was always doing like games, like she was huge like competitor with athletics too. Like I remember she could hardly walk around. She had a cane. And she would invite me to play uh sports with her fifth grade class. And like she couldn't help it. She had to play. Like even dodgeball. <laughs> like and so, yeah, I think she was always up for the challenge, Whether, even the cancer. Like, like they told her, you know, you only have this amount of time to live. And she was like, oh, wait, really? You know? Like, let me show this. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, man. But, yeah, I think, yeah, everything, even, like, even, like, in her, like, final weeks or days or whatever, like, Her attitude made it easy. It was, like, fun to be around her. It was, like, a good time. Like, we'd play games and stuff. And, like, dude, it was crazy. Because it was, like, I'd have, like, the time of my life almost. 
hit, get in the car, drive home, and just be like screaming and crying. Because mm. it was like, my mom even joked about it. She, when she broke the news, she was like, you get one day. You get one day to be sad, and then you got to be happy for me. Mm-hmm. You got to be there for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it just was, and I was a tri- it's a, like tr- a trippy thing to even like consider, but um, yeah, the whole thing was just <sighs> weird at the time, and but I wouldn't necessarily like, change some of the stuff. Like if it had happened, I would have picked no other way. Like everything, like that's awesome. There out. was there was like no regrets or anything. You had it in a place that. That's the thing that I think I fear is maybe, oh, are you going to, or people, most people, oh, I didn't say this, or I didn't get this opportunity to do this, you know what I mean? I, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I can only speak for myself because I don't feel that, and like, yeah. sometimes I get, like, oh, man, you know, it'd be so nice to ask my mom this one question, you know, mm. like, like, what was the name of that lady who did it, you know, it's like, stuff like that you totally take for granted, Um Besides just like the actual relationship, um, but uh, I will. So I don't know when did this. When does this come out? Whenever you want it to. Because Mother's Day is this Sunday. It's coming so out let on Mother's this be, Day. So my mom passed away on Mother's Day. It's coming out on Mother's yeah. Day. So it's like, oh, it's coming out on Mother's um, Day. Okay, now so, it is. So yeah. here's, or if it comes out before, or after, it doesn't matter. Make do a sec for anybody listening. Do a second Mother's Day. Do whatever. Like it doesn't take anything from you like you mean to go above and beyond um take it from the guy who lost his mom like mm-hmm. yeah um it's funny because i'd never like to post about my mom mm-hmm. on mother's day on the day she passed away because i don't want to be that downer because yeah. my mom was never that like my mom never was like i remember at our church she like had to tell her pastor to tell everybody like, hey, stop coming up to her and, like, telling her about how the some person you knew had cancer and then died. Mm-hmm. She was one of you that. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was, like, really, like, kind of, like, not mean, but blunt about that. It's like, I, you know, like, why would I want to hear that you know somebody who had cancer who died? So I kind of take that the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to put that out no, there. No, like, that's not how I would receive it. I, everything that you've ever posted about your mom has been nothing but motivating mm-hmm. for me and my situation. It's, it's helped me gotcha. as far as give me perspective and insight. I don't know if everybody else takes it this way, yeah, yeah. but as, as long as that caption is is not like, you know, oh, Look I miss you so much, this and that. Like if it was something of like, hey, this is, uh, this is what I remember from me. This is what I'm right. thinking about of you right now. That's it right there. Because then it goes like, Oh yeah, no, I I don't think about my mom's cooking enough, I guess, or I don't think about you know the fact that she always dropped every single thing throughout every second of my childhood. There was never a moment where if I needed something, it didn't get done, yeah. and if it didn't get done, she wasn't in somebody's ass mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like I've had to develop patience because of it. As far as like, hey, uh, uh, Jake, uh, when when are you around for this meeting? I want the meeting right now. I want mm. it this second. All right. Oh, clearly it's not going to happen. We'll win. Two weeks? That's hard. Two weeks is hard, yeah, man. Yeah. I want to get you the info now. I want to help now. So it's like wild mm-hmm. to think about that, man. Thank you for sharing about that. That And there's like, I could go so much deeper into like mm-hmm. everything. Like there was so many things that was happening all at once when my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. So many things. Like, you know, like that was my last year of track. At Kelsey Fullerton, 
I had a friend try to take his life and the like exact same time I had lost a, a grandparent like mm-hmm. within that like everything like that seemingly was like the worst you know these terrible things that were happening were like all happening around and like even now I still look at it as like wow like I'm you know I I made it through that in a way that like shouldn't be possible like it was like yeah. it wasn't like I had so many people that I was blessed with to like help me through that stuff that's it right yeah. there man yeah Mother's Day. I like that. I have so I, I've I'm blessed now to have an amazing mother in law too. Oh, tell me about that. Yeah. She's hilarious, right? So yesterday it's funny, I'll show you a video. Like she loves our dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure one day she'll love our grandchild or her grandchild rather. Um but man you have a a, a black poodle named yeah. Nolly. Yeah. Yep, standard poodle. She's Way cooler than you all would the ever other, consider yeah. poodle to She's be. She's dope. She's sick. And so, uh, yesterday we were at their house, and she was setting up uh, different things for her to jump over, <laughs> like making like an obstacle That's course awesome. essentially. Yeah. And at one point, she goes and lays down, <laughs> so that the dog had to jump over her. Um, but yeah, she's. Did she do it? Did oh, Nolly yeah. get over? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Easily, it was so fun. <laughs> That's cool. Um, my, like the, the relationship that I have with Hannah's mom is, uh, just so awesome because their parenting philosophies are so opposite. My mom was a driver. She was a general. She was a, a, you get it done by any means necessary and having like, let's say we're in Sweden, right? And I had a migraine, I think last time, you know, jet lag or whatever. And I'm sitting there like powered down. My mom would come in and be like, Hey, you need to suck it up Mm -hmm. and like get, get your ass up and do that. And, um, like when Hannah's mom came in and was like, "Is everything all right? Like, are you feeling?" It was so foreign to me that I'm kind of like, "Like, hey, you need to get out of here. Like, this is making me uncomfortable. What? Like, yeah, I'm gonna be fine, or I'll die. Like, I'd rather that than what you're doing right now." And it's so cool because like later on, Hannah's family is so. She's in Sweden right now. Did I tell you that? She just landed mm-hmm. a couple hours ago. Her and oh, her wow. sister. Yeah, unfortunately, her grandmother passed away at a, you know, she lived a very good life, though. It was yeah, yeah. time. It was her time. So she's up there for that. And to just see some of her relatives graduate, stuff like that, good stuff. I'm stuck working, you know, or I'd get out there. But um, it was the coolest thing that I saw with her is Hannah has one niece. So her mom has one grandchild. She's, I want to say, like six or seven. Mm-hmm. But it was just so amazing to watch Hannah's mom look from the third story of their apartment down to see her granddaughter who's like coming off the bus, like walking up to grandma's house, like doing her thing with her little rain boots on and stuff and ran up the house and her grandma just started like crying and like so excited to see. And then just like, as soon as she got up those stairs, already had the door open, already like, you know, she's an older lady, like she's in good shape, already on her knees. I was like, her knees can still do, like dropped all the way to the floor to like embrace her granddaughter. And I was like, that's beautiful right there. That is something that like I haven't seen before. Cause like aside from my immediate family, we're in a good place, but like I don't have any extended family that I can call upon. So that's why I'm so thankful for the relationships that I've developed over my life. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the aunts and uncles or the brothers and sisters that aren't blood related, but you can always call on them in a time of need, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just such a beautiful thing. And it's like, 
I take all these things and I use it to build the family that I see myself mm. having. And it's yeah. not anything structured or it must be three. It's literally just these are ideas that yeah, maybe yeah. I can push. Just I want to travel everywhere. I want to do that. That doesn't mean there has to be a destination. We just got to be looking for a new spot, you know? You got any closing thoughts, man? Anything? You came on here and rocked it, man. You provided probably this is one of my favorite episodes that I've done so far. And we've gone, we're coming on, I think, maybe coming up on episode 60, man. And this is something, you gave me something. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being vulnerable. And I, I will promise you next time we have you on, it will not, I'm not going to have you go to, it, you know, into it. But we'll talk about a lot more happier, chill things. Yeah. Any we closing should, yeah, thoughts? We should have just, just, just dove in it. Yeah, get it all out. But yeah, no, I, I have no issue with it. it yeah. It's funny because it's like, just because like it's always I like I've never really talked about it and have it not bring tears to my eyes. But it doesn't make me sad. Yeah, it just like it's, yeah. It to me it was like an amazing moment. Like, not amazing and great. You know, it necess- mm-hmm. wasn't uh, not like a fun thing. Um, but just to like have that experience, like it just was like. Yeah, it's crazy. And the thing is, the, the way I'm looking at crying is like, I don't, or or just being vulnerable in general is like, I'm really, like, I'm adverse to weakness. I'm not adverse to crying. I'm not against yeah, yeah. like crying. It's okay. It's 100% like should happen mm-hmm. if that's what you're feeling. Yeah. But if it's a weakness, oh, no, no. that's when you got to work yeah. that out, you know? So like clearly. I got it from my dad. My dad, anytime he's proud, you know, mm-hmm. he'll like want to cry. I'm, I'm that way. Like, yeah. it's like, I'm proud of my mom. You know, I'm like, I'm proud of my friends. I'm proud, you know what I mean? Like, like, and I've always been that way. When I told you my friends got scholarships, they like presented it at school. And I like had to like go hide. Like for real, I was like crying because my two of my friends got scholarships. Like That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I've always, that's, yeah, I've always felt that way about other people. I got one last question for you before okay. we close it out. Who's somebody, and I ask every guest this, who's somebody that you would like to see on the podcast? That we can hopefully maybe get in the chair that you're sitting in now. If you you should try to find like a somebody who's like because you know how we talk about comedy mm-hmm. like who's actually trying it, oh. like actively like yeah. they're like up and coming. You get know, a comedian or, on, yeah. yeah, or like somebody who's like trying to become a comedian. Yeah, yeah, I'll try cool. that. What would you want to talk about with them? Like, because well, we briefly talked about like what it would take, but yeah. like it would be interesting to hear someone like the process. Well, because of... like anytime I've heard like a big comedian like to be able to make it, all they do is talk about how bad it was. Mm. Like they use the term "eat shit." Yeah. Or like, or like I I uh, bombed. You know, mm-hmm. like they just bombed after bomb. Like that's why like. I can kind of relate. You know what I mean? Track and fields, you, you, like, being an athlete, you have to lose so many times. Yeah. To even have, like, a small amount of, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and it's I feel cra- like comedy's like that. Yeah, and comedy would be probably, I can't think of another more public failure. Oh, yeah. Because once you get over, like, what we do and stuff like that is, you know nobody's looking at sixth place. At the end of the day, like let's say you get sixth in something, you're not like, oh my God, everybody saw me. Oh, yeah. Nobody was fucking looking at you, bro. Like yeah. we were looking at number one, number two, maybe three. Like yeah, yeah. nobody was looking at six. We just clapped it in for you and like called it a day, you know? So that's awesome. But yeah, no, I'll try to find a comedian. Who's somebody that you know though? 
like that you know too no nah, bro or just that i know honestly i prefer if it was somebody that i didn't know Ooh. yeah let's see like some of my friends who might have a story sure Ooh. yeah anybody i don't care I don't know why he came up first, um, but my friend who tried to take his life. Okay. Um, I haven't, I mean, he's posted about like, hey, you know, this is like a year from now or a few years back, this is the day, you know, and I don't know how comfortable he is talking about it. Who knows? Well, Um, does he have any other hobbies other than that? Yeah, he's (laughs) like, yeah, man, I'll talk to anybody, Jay. No, absolutely. (laughs) But no, but just to get that, like, you know, because I think most people look at, something like that i can't imagine or like you know yeah. so I, it, and maybe that might go dark because he's honestly uh, like a hilarious guy super sweet guy yeah um yeah let's see maybe either him or i'm trying to think if i have somebody who has like a crazy career or something it'd be funny if you got my wife on here yeah all right <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I have. I would like to have a teacher on. That would be awesome. Yeah, I want to see like the behind the curtain a little bit as far as like. So Kaylee, this is something I worry about with her. Seriously, she is so genuinely nice mm-hmm. that I think people might think she's being fake. Oh really? Like, I genuinely think that. Like I'm like worried. I like look at people's facial expression as she's talking to them, and like waiting for them to like kind of like give me something that tells them like. Yeah. Like, is she being, like, she, that's she, really she's cool. much different than me in that way. Yeah. Where it's like, like, I have no problem, like, you know, telling you I don't like a person or something. But she's like, yeah, she's, she's the person you want to be a teacher in terms of, like, the care side. Mm. Like, she's going to care mm. so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll reach out to those people, see if maybe we can get them on next month or something like that, bro. Hey. Appreciate you coming on. Open invite. Anytime you want to come jump on the pod, bro, come on in. We'll set it up and sure. get to recording. So Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have to have some good news to talk about or something like that. It's all it's good. So this fun. was hey, this was good news, man. It was just you went you went hard in the paint today. So it's all good. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys for listening to Natural Thoughts and Talks. Another episode. Thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye.